You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Credentials Required. This is episode 61 and another edition of The Drop In. As always, we are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. And I need to remind you, of course, to go to our go to our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram. It's BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. And on YouTube, search No Credentials Required. Hit subscribe. Hit notifications. Going to find lots more material this year on YouTube. I've actually uploaded a couple of videos from past shows. I actually also – and I also – Uploaded all the goals from this past Saturday's Albany Firewolves game, which I'll talk about in just a moment. But I also want to remind you on the podcast side to subscribe, subscribe, share, give us a review. Five stars preferred for a rating. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Anywhere you can find podcasts, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your friends, especially if you're the Muddy 518 area code. Tell your friends about this podcast. Let them know we cover local sports. We cover all sorts of local sports, whether it be football, hockey, lacrosse, baseball. We're going to get into some baseball in this episode. Yes, baseball. Baseball is coming soon. I know with the lockout in major leagues, we got the lockout, but in the minor leagues, especially independent league, where the Tri-City Valley Cats are, we've got ba- we have some baseball to talk about this episode. I never got a chance to talk about it in the last episode, but we'll talk about it in this episode. But tell your friends, especially if you're in the Mighty 518 area code. And I also want to remind you about our Bonfire store, which is at bonfire.com. Do a search for no credentials required. And you can look at our shirts. We've got t-shirts. We've got late ladies. Got ladies t-shirts. If you're a lady who listens to this podcast, represent the show, buy yourself a t-shirt. And it's also freaking freezing outside. <laughs> if you haven't noticed in the 518 area code, buy, buy a sweatshirt, buy a hoodie, get yourself a hoodie or isn't Saskatchewan as my, my friend Rod Peterson would say a bunny hug. <laughs> so get yourself some gear, represent the show, show up, show up for the mighty 518. All right, let's get into the mighty 518 sports beat. I'm going to start off with the Albany Firewolves. Their 8-6 win over Halifax. Their game was actually delayed for about 21 minutes because of the two previous games that were going on earlier in the day, and that would be the Mayor's Cup between RPI and Union. 
on the hockey side. We'll talk about that a little bit more in just a few moments. But their game was supposed to start at 8 o'clock. Things went a little long with the trophy ceremonies at the end. And the game actually went up starting at 8.21 Eastern time. So a late night for everybody. And I just got to give my, I just give a tip of the cap to the crew at MVP Arena, especially the, 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 the crew that uh, takes everything down and puts everything back up, put down the field. I am hats off to you guys, all you guys and gals at the MVP Arena for doing such a bang up job. I know it was a long day for you guys. I hope you got yourself some well-earned overtime, some nice cash in your pocket and a, Tip of my cap to you. Appreciate you doing all that hard work. But let's talk about the end. Let's talk about the game. Talk about the game itself. 8-6 win for Albany over Halifax. They knocked the Thunderbirds from the ranks of the unbeaten. Four-point night for Joe Resetards. He had a goal and three assists. Two goals scored by rookie Charlie Kitchen, including a power play goal in the fourth quarter. And lastly, my first star is Doug Jamison. He made 46 saves, including 23 saves in the first half. It's crazy. He had a very busy night. We'll talk about that in the uh, in the clips in the video clips coming up, but or the audio clips coming up. But it was an entertaining game. Albany went up. Albany went up six to one in the first half. Got off to a very fast start one more time with Andrew Q scoring on. A fast break, only 48 seconds in. And then it was you know, it was Kitchen scoring his first of the game to add to the 2-0 lead. Joe Rosatards, he got his first of the game. And then and, and then Jacob Brouet scored his first of the game. Then we go to the second quarter when Kyle Chikowski got his his first goal of the game. He had a pretty he had a pretty interesting evening uh doing all the dirty work. He scores goals, he scored a goal in the transition. He cut off a very major, cut off a big penalty in the second quarter as well, and he almost got into a fight. He had, he had a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct at the end of the game, uh, but he uh, had a he had himself a, a, de- a decent night. Uh, Tony Malcolm scored on a breakaway goal, not a breakaway goal, but he scored on the transition, nice silky smooth goal, I might add, and that gave the Firebirds, uh, Fire Firebirds, Firewolves, a six-one lead at the half. Uh, not so much doing in the second half. Only two goals scored in the second half. Uh, including a, a short-handed goal by by Ryan Banesh. He continues his high scoring streak. He's got five goals in three games for the the Firewolves. And then to conclude the scoring for the Firewolves, it was Charlie Kitchen on the power play. If you go to the video on my YouTube page, it's the first video coming up uh, where I show all six goals and just incredible ball movement by the firewolves on the power play. They converted their one chance, only one chance converted on the power play uh, this evening, this, uh, this past Saturday night. So let's get into some, some audio from the, from the press conference. I, and we got a chance to talk to uh, coach Glenn Clark, Doug Jamison and Charlie kitchen. Not many interviews uh, for the players and the coaches this time around uh, only because of the, because it was so late getting a start and then the game ran around 10 15. So 10 15, 10 30. So not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of clips audio wise, but we got some clips for you. I'll show, I'll, uh, I'll let you listen in. The fifth game in the row, we've hit the first goal. How important, and especially 48 seconds in when the first minute, how important is it to get that first goal to get momentum going? Huge. Yeah, it's big. It, it 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 lifts your bench, right? And it it, it you know it, it starts rolling downhill for you a little bit. And uh, you know our offense, they they need the confidence. And again, we you know we didn't put up a big number tonight. I thought they played well. I think the last quarter, you know, Halifax was really pressing, so it sort of changes the the, the way you're playing offense. But I thought we generated some really good looks that we didn't capitalize on. So. You know, I'm not happy with the number. I mean, getting eight goals, you, you need to be in that 10 to 12 range uh, to have continued success. But optically and, and stylistically how they're playing, I, I've, I've liked certain sets. What's the, what's the attitude in the locker room right now, knowing that they've beaten one of the unbeaten teams in the league? They're happy. I mean, you're all, every win is so coveted. So, you know, you, you beat anybody, it's... It's the points game, right? You want those, you know, you want those numbers in the positive tally column. So they're they're excited, and yeah, I, I mean, it it means more when you beat a quality team, obviously. As a goalie, do you like to see a lot of shots coming your way, or uh, just 
anything just kind of stopped right in front of you? Uh, it depends. Some, like tonight, I didn't mind it. it. I didn't feel like I was seeing a lot of shots because they were they were from far out, right? If they're a lot, if I'm getting a lot right on kind of inside the dotted line, then I don't like it. But uh, but games like tonight, it just seems like the ball hits you almost kind of. You two goals tonight is and one of the power plays. Is that a big confidence build for you? Oh, this game's hard, man. I've played field <laughs> all my life, so um, no. Those on the bench, you don't really see it. You just see how we play on the field. Those guys are just always hyping me up, and, and they're great guys to play with, and they do an amazing job. So they honestly just they're like shoot the ball, man. Don't be don't be afraid. I'm like, all right, I'll shoot the ball. And just <laughs> luckily for me, it went in today. So they're great to play with, and they're great mentors for me. They've been doing a great job. So um, I attribute that to them. So I had some conversation with Tyson Tyson uh, Bell during the game. Did you, did you, anything spicy going on or just typical trash talk between two guys? Oh, me and him? Yeah. Oh, no, dude. I'm so nice when I play. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get hit in the back more than I have to. <laughs> no, if, if you saw his footwear, he has some sick shoes on. They're like off-white. They're so sick. And I was like, dude, those are some fresh shoes. And all, all he did was just keep greasing me. Like, oh, dude, come on. I told you six shoes. And he's like, but no, I've, I've met him before outside of, this, outside of the game. Um, I had a couple friends from Canada that I visited, and he was just around. So I got to meet him. He's a great guy. Um, but it was funny. It was funny that he just kept hitting me after I told him he had six shoes. I know. I know. I just get beat up. I'd say, "Oh, you're a good guy, man." I just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, he's he's a great guy. We didn't really exchange a lot of words, but I know other guys probably think different because I don't know. I think they got into it in those last seven seconds or something, but I don't really see anything wrong with them. All right, again, that was Coach Clark. Coach Glenn Clark, Doug Jamison, he plays goaltender. He had the big night with 46 safe. And Charlie Kitchen, forward, he had himself uh, two goals. One, again, one the power play. It made a big difference for the firewalls. Now, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Six, since they gave up that 16-burger in the home opener in late December, the Firewolves have allowed this many goals since. Five, eight, and six. They've given them up. 19 goals in three games, respectively. So they give them up about an average of 6.3 goals per game. They do have one issue, though, and that's scoring goals. And Coach Clark mentioned that in the in the, in the post-game presser. They've only broken the 10-goal mark once this year. And, and in their three wins, they scored 10, 9, and 8 goals. And that's becoming kind of a scary trend. I noticed some tendencies with the offense just trying to get themselves in a rhythm uh, and they, they they got themselves in a rhythm, but they just couldn't convert. I saw a lot of uh, saw some uh, shots went off the crossbar. Decent chances too. Uh, Halifax's goalie was doing a pretty good job himself. Uh, not so much standing on his head, but just preventing goals from going in. So uh, he matched up. He matched Doug Jamison very well, uh, but in the end, uh, Jamison got more saves. Uh, but I understand Andrew Q, uh, who is one of the leading goal scorers on the team, who scored that first goal in the within the first minute of the game. Now uh, he was out with an injury in the second half, so they couldn't generate all the offense they could. And we won't know how severe his injury is until the next game, which is a back-to-back against Georgia. They're playing at Georgia on Friday night in Duluth, uh, which is basically the Atlanta suburban area, and they're back at home this Saturday night against the same Swarm team, which features UAlbany graduate Lyle Thompson, who is one of the leading scorers for the Swarm. And the, you know, if you're in the 518 area, I want to encourage you to go out to a game. It's a fun time, fun atmosphere. It's like a big party, as George Manius mentioned uh, a couple episodes uh, back in July, actually, when I interviewed him uh, in a, during our big July uh, interview month. But I just want to encourage you to go out. I mean, I'm I'm big on sport. I'm big on supporting local sports. You you know me. Local sports matter. Hashtag local sports matter. And it's I just I, I they had a decent turnout this game. I'd probably say about mm, close to five thousand in the stands. And on a frigid night in Albany, when this you know snowstorm has stopped and there's nothing to do, when you're looking for something, just get the kids out of the house. I mean, granted, it was an eight o'clock game, but this coming up, this coming Saturday, the game starts at seven. So you have no excuse to get, to get, not to get out of the house. You don't have an excuse not to get out of the house and go watch not only uh, a team that's on a winning streak, but also a team that is currently 
uh, fourth in the Eastern Conference standings. That means that means they got themselves a playoff spot. So right now they've got a back to back, and looking at the remaining schedule for the Firewolves, things get a little bit tougher. You know they they've got games coming up that in multiple weeks, and they got a bye week in at the I'm sorry, sorry towards the end of April. But they got a tough schedule coming up. They'll have home games against Toronto. They'll have another. They'll have another game. They'll have a home game. I think they have a home game against um, Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. I know they have a. a, a they have a uh, an away game in Buffalo. They have a back. Actually, they have a two back to. They have back to back away games in Rochester and Buffalo. It's going to be tough to beat Buffalo because Buffalo can score. Now I watched some of the. I watched the fourth quarter of their game against the New York Riptide the other night and another day. And they came back from a four goal deficit and went then the and wound up winning the game in overtime. So Firewolves gotta find a way to score some goals, get in the scoreboard. I know their defense is tough. Their defense is Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Pretty nasty. And their goaltending is Deb Jamison, best in the league, arguably. But the Firewolves got to find a way to score some goals. I don't know if they do that with another, another trade or they... Um, like they bring back Caleb Crawford, who actually was on the on the Black Wolves, New England Black Wolves, for a couple seasons, and he actually went up on the Riptide. Riptide not looking very good right now for a playoff spot, sitting in the uh, sitting in last place in the Eastern Conference with only one win. Uh, Albany has games against them coming up too, so and that includes the final the home finale, which is also the season finale in late April. So. Let's see what happens for this this season. I've got some. I got a little bit of concern about the offense. Defensively, they're set. Yeah, they got some lots of nasty defensemen causing all sorts of havoc, preventing lots of goals, single digit goals last three games for the for the Firewolves defense. But got to put the ball in the net. Otherwise, wins are going to be tough to come by in this league. And speaking of the standings, let's look at the standings right now in the National Lacrosse League league. In the Eastern Division, we've got Buffalo sitting on top with a five and zero record. Halifax in second with a three and one record. Again, Firewolves knocked them from the from the ranks of the undefeated. Philadelphia sitting in third at five and three. They scored ninety three goals in five games this year. That's almost a twenty. That's almost twenty goals per game. That's a ridiculous amount of goals. About about around eighteen and a half, uh, nineteen goals per game. Albany sits in fourth place at three and two. Toronto is right behind them at three and three. Georgia and Rochester are tied at two and four. And then last place, New York Riptide, one and five. Out west, San Diego, five and one. They sit in first place with Colorado right behind them at four and one. Vancouver's two and three. They're in third place. Saskatchewan got themselves a big win over Panther City Lacrosse Club on Saturday night. They are at two and four. Calgary is at one and three. They sit in fifth place. And then Panther City, the expansion team, they sit in last place currently with a one and five record. We're going to move on from the Albany Firewolves and we're going to go to the Tri City Valley Cats. And I got to apologize to the Valley Cats. I'm sorry we missed you in the last drop in, but the Valley Cats released the first part of their 2022 promotions. And it's a pretty impressive list right now. So let me go ahead and read you those nights coming up in late in mid-May, excuse me, the midway mid-May is when their season starts. Remember they are no longer in the New York Penn league, which was a single a short season. They usually started their seasons in June. Now that they're independent, they start their seasons in mid-May. So home opener and the 20th season, this is the 20th season. For the Tri City Valley Cats, my goodness, I uh, I feel old. <laughs> I feel old. Um, but they kick off their home opener on May seventeenth, and at uh, Joe Bruno Stadium, the campus of Hudson Valley Community College. May twenty second, Bark in the Park, their first of two Bark in the Parks. On July fourth, Independence Day, big fireworks night. 
July 23rd, Galaxy Far, Far Away Night. I guess I guess you can't say Star Wars Night anymore. Or else the mass will sue you. Italian Night on August 5th. Wizard Night, August 12th. I suspect this is probably has something to do with Harry Potter or, yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> Scout Night, August the 13th. This Scout Night is when uh, the, the game and the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, they have a camping, have a camp out on the field overnight. Pretty cool. The next night, NFL Night, August 14th. Bark in the Park returns on August 30th. Not so scary Halloween, August 31st. And finally, Fans for Life Night on September 4th. I, I suspect they're probably going to honor every season ticket holder who has held season tickets since 2020. So that's, uh, I'm sorry, 2000, 2002. 2002, my goodness. 2020 is always on the brain up here for some reason. So anyway, that happened on Friday the 21st. On the same day, they announced the signing of two players. Uh, that would be a relief pitcher, Albus Para, and outfielder, Andy Suglio. Now, Albus Para, he has actually spent time with the New York Giants organization. Uh, he was the he was New York. He was with the uh, San Francisco Giants. Excuse me. He has spent time with the San Francisco organization uh, in the um, rookie league. In the Arizona League, he played for them. Uh, he's also played in Richmond in Double A, Augusta in Single A. He's played. He's played in the Dominican League with Estrellas, and in Sacramento and San Jose. He's played in at. He's played in the Dominican League since 2019. He's currently 27 years old. Uh, he has uh, some professional experience. Last year, he made. He played in. He he, he pitched in one and two thirds of an inning. With a whip of one point one point five, uh, with two walks, no strikeouts. So looking for a chance in the independent league. Uh, that is relief pitcher Olbis Para. As for Andy Suglio, he has spent time in the Reds organization. Uh, with he's also been with Rojos and Gigantes of the of the Dominican League. Last year he was in Richmond in the Double A North. East double uh, Northeast League in 57 games. He had a 250 batting average with one home run, 13 RBIs, five stolen bases, 11 walks, 41 strikeouts. So he's also had five doubles. So infielder with some experience, he'll be playing this year in Tri City. And the next week, the Valley Cats made two more signings. With the signing of Juan Santana, who has actually spent time with the Tri-City Valley Cats back in 2014 as a 19-year-old. Back in 2019, he hit 239 with 10 RBI, 22 hits, 6 doubles. Uh, so he had 28 total bases, and he'll be playing this year year with the Tri-City Valley Cats back in the capital region area. He also has played in the Japanese league in the in the uh, Western League and in the Central League with Hiroshima, the Hiroshima the Hiroshima Carp. He spent time 13 games in 2019 with 6 hits, 5 RBIs, 1 walk and 1 run scored. So he has some has some experience. He spent time with Monclova Monclova last year in the Mexican League. Only played in three games. He's back in the uh, Valley Cats stead. And then finally, last week they also signed a relief pitcher Alexander Guillen, who has been in the Rockies and Marlins organizations. Uh, got as high as he played. Also played the Arizona. Played in the Arizona Fall League in 2019. In 2021, he was split time between three teams with AAA Jacksonville, the Marlins organization, had a 5.84 ERA with a 1-1 one one record, one save, and 21 strikeouts. He was then went to AA ball in Pensacola in the Southern League, 1.57 ERA in 15 games, 14 strikeouts. So uh, also spent time in the Florida the Florida Coast League, a complex league, excuse me, in the rookie ball. Uh, one game start, one game played, 
So he's uh, he's joined the organization. A lot of these guys I've noticed are are in their mid mid twenties. I guess they're trying to just stay in baseball, trying as much experience as possible in, as in baseball, and uh, not so much make their way to the major leagues, but just kind of just kind of sticking around, sticking around for a couple bucks a game. Good on them. All right, so we'll see. We'll see the Valley Cats. Maybe we'll try to do some. Um, we'll try. Maybe we'll try to do some more Valley Cats content this year. Did a little bit last year with the drop with the uh, with the Muddy Five One Eight Sports Beat. We're going to continue that in May. Uh, do some baseball there. Albany Empire. Not much to report this week. They had one signing. They signed offensive defensive lineman Melvin Hollins from who was at Jackson State. Kim from Jackson State, 6'2", 315 pounds. He's a he's a big one. <laughs> so Albany Empire continuing to make signings. Uh, we got some pretty cool stuff. If you go, if you actually go back and listen to Levac and Goss from this past Saturday, uh, Levac talked about some stuff coming down the pike for the Empire that includes open trouts very very soon, and you may see some coverage from Godzilla Media coming soon. So you're definitely going to see a lot of coverage from the, from us here in the Godzilla Media side. And maybe we'll have some uh, we'll have some uh, NAL talk with uh, Zach Kalman, who is the host of the Inside the Walls podcast. So let's I'll keep you posted in the future on future events regarding the Empire. Uh, you might see, actually see a banner raising too. Maybe, maybe. All right. So let's talk about the Mayor's Cup uh, between RPI and Union. And before the game on Saturday, Union men's hockey coach Rick Bennett resigned from the team after a week. Prior to the event Saturday, Union coach Rick Bennett, men's coach Rick Bennett, resigned from the team a week after allegations of questionable, quote, questionable coaching practices. Practices. Rick Bennett spent 11 seasons, the better part of 11 seasons with the Dutchman, seven, actually 17 seasons between his time as an assistant and as a head coach, including that magical 2014 season where he helped the Dutchman, he guided the Dutchman to their first ever national championship also had a frozen four appearance in 2013 as well. So uh, successful coach career coaching career, unfortunately has come to an end. Uh, I read Mike McAdams summary piece on the Schenectady Gazette. And from what I read, according to the article, there was one, one allegation. And that was following an eight to two loss at Clarkson and just seemed a bit sketchy that Bennett, suddenly resigned after the allegation but from looks the article it just seemed like bennett was just just exhausted and he just needed to just take time i feel like he just needed to take time off but just if you think about it really i can see why uh, a lot of frustration between the global pandemic halting the 2020 2019-2020 season union didn't play any hockey last year. Now that at RPI, basically all the teams, all the Ivy League teams and Union and RPI did not play any, did not play any games last year. Only four teams played in the ECAC last year. And the Dutchmen have gone through their ups and downs this year. Uh, and reading the article, though, it just seems like Bennett is currently at peace with the decision and RPI is going to be looking for a new head coach. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine as to what actually happened, and we'll see what happens with Union going forward. But as for the Mayor's Cup itself, women's side, RPI won 2 nothing to capture their third Mayor's Cup, and they swept Union in their season series. Game was tied until late in the third period when Mariah Wagner scored with 4.22 remaining, and with 2.10 remaining, Asaya Taylor-Walter scored the insurance goal, which gave the engineers the win. Goalie Amanda Rampato made 32 saves for the engineers. On the men's side, Union came back from a difficult week, obviously with the resigning of Coach Bennett, and they wound up shutting out Union 2-0. So you know what that means? That means we need to have RPI women play the Union men to decide the marriage cup. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> One cup to rule them all. Um, bad joke. Bad joke, Ryan. Uh, so RPI, I'm sorry, Union. Liam Robinson scored in the power play, and Brandon Essa scored an empty net, scored an empty net goal to seal the win for the Dutchman. And Connor Murphy made 33 saves for the shutout win. The Dutchman captured their sixth Mayor's Cup in nine attempts. They're six and three all time in the Mayor's Cup. And now we're going to move on to Adirondack Thunder hockey. 
Thunder had three games and four nights that included one win. That says you included one game against Trois, uh, two games against Trois Riviere and one against Reading. That game, that first game against Trois Riviere came on Thursday night, and they actually wound up breaking their losing streak with a with a five three win over Trois Riviere at the Coolidge Sharing Arena. First period, Shane Harper's gets Shane Harper gets on the board for the Thunder first to give them a one nothing lead. Second period, Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Both teams exchanged goals. Francois Mayer, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sean Saint Amant scored one at 144 into the second period to tie the game. And then Trois the Lions took the lead with Francois Mayer scoring at 809 in the second period. Robbie Payne then went and scored two more two goals in the second period at 1318 and then 1618. Then in the third period, Shane Harper got the game-winning goal on the power. He got the game-winning goal on the power play, uh, assisted by Jake Rizek and Patrick Grosso that gave the gave the Thunder a four-two lead. Then an eight at eighteen fourteen, empty net goal scored by Sebastian Vidmar, and then Trois Rivier uh, scored a goal to get within five-three by Nicholas Rivier, and by that time, that game was over. So Shane Harper with two goals, he went up being the first star. Alex Sakelaropoulos, he went up with 27 saves on 30 shots, allowed three goals, while his counterpart, Tristan Barube, made 33 saves on 37 shots. Also had a penalty in the game. Two nights later, the Thunder would host the Reading Royals, and which Reading Royals have been the Thor in the, the Thunder side all year as they had their number once again with a 5 2 win at Cool Ensuring Arena. First period, and basically, this was a domination game by by Reading as they took an they took a they took a five nothing lead uh, with five consecutive goals. First goal was scored by Garrett Cockrell, 5 3 into the first. Garrett McFadden scored his scored in the first period to uh, give Reading a two nothing lead. Thomas Ebbing, fourteen thirty eight in the second period to add to the, the lead. Brad Morrison two fifty four in the third, make it four nothing. And Garrett Sasir at four oh three, almost two minutes later, giving Reading the five nothing lead. Thunder made it a game at the end. Patrick Grasso scored at nine nineteen to end the shutout bid, and Alexander Alexander Carrier. He scored at 17-14, but unfortunately that by that time it was fait accompli as Reading took another game from the Adirondack Thunder. On the goaltender side for the Thunder, Alex Sakelaropoulos made 34 saves on 39 shots, while his counterpart Kirill Ustamenko hit 28 saves on 30 shots. And the next night, the Lions came back to the Cool Insuring Arena and got their revenge with a 6-3 win over the Thunder. First period, Dylan LeBay, he opened up the scoring at 11-27 with a goal. Trey Phillips tied the game at one in the second period. And actually, that ironic took the lead with Shane Harper score at 14-26. But a minute and 30 later, Anthony Nellis, he scored the game-tying goal. In the third period, that's when things started to fall apart for the Thunder as goals by Matthew Brodeur. I'm pretty sure he's related to... to uh, Pretty sure he's related to Martin in some way. Uh, Jonathan Jonette, William LeBlanc, and Justin Ducharme all scored in the third period. And 
Brodeur's, Jonette's, and LeBlanc's goals all came when came within a two minute and twenty eight second span. So very quick scoring by the Lions to take this game. Ducharme at the goal in the third period. Game winning goal was scored by Jonette uh, in the in the third period. For the Thunder, Brian Castle made 38 saves on 43 shot on 44 shots, excuse me. While for the Lions, Carmine Anthony Pagliarulo, he made 32 saves on 35 shots. So the Thunder, they wind up going one and two in their three-game home series, two against Trois Rivieres and one against Reading. So next weekend, this is what the Thunder Thunder schedule looks like. They're all home games next week. They're all home games that are all against the Fort Wayne Comets. One Wednesday, 7 o'clock start at the Cool Insuring Arena, and then two games back-to-back on Friday and Saturday nights at 7 o'clock. And then they take a little road trip. Take a little roadie. Hit the road for a Tuesday game at Reading. They're at Worcester on Saturday the 12th at 7.05 p.m. and then a 1.05 start on Sunday afternoon, which is Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> if you want to hit the road, Go to our game in Worcester and be back home, home, back in home in time for kickoff. You might be able to do that. <laughs> so that's this. That's the mighty five one eight sports beat. We actually have actually also have another uh, announcement on the Godzilla Media side relating to the Adirondack Thunder. That news is coming soon. All right, before we go on to Metro, the Metro Sports New York Sports from an Upstate point of view segment. Just want to talk about our friends at Godzilla Media at Johnstone Supply. Johnstone Supply in Troy is ready to help you as the frigid weather sets in this month. Too late. It's already here. (laughs) Now it's more important than ever to make sure your furnace or boiler is ready to handle the extra workload on the way this winter. Again, it's already here. Plus, what happens if it breaks down? Oh, no. Make sure you tell your family, friends, and more. The place to call is Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922. The crew at Johnstone Supply will give you the advice you need to get out of that dilemma and figure out the best solution for you. If you already know you must make a change this winter, Johnstone Supply in Troy has the new high-efficient, as God's call it, John Goodman Furnace, an N-A-V-E-E-N boiler. Stop into 6th Avenue to learn more or call Johnstone Supply at 518 518- Two seven two five nine two two, and do us a favor, hit two for the counter, guys, and tell Tom, Kevin, James, or Rob that you heard it here on No Credentials Required. All right, so let's dive into the Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. Let's talk about the New York Jets real quick, and not much going on because the New York Jets schedule ended last month, but they got a pretty big thing coming up on Saturday. If you're if you're kind of in the football fix on Saturday, go ahead and watch yourselves the Racist Senior Bowl, which will take place in Mobile, Alabama. And the New York Jets, the coaching staff, is actually headed to the Senior Bowl. They'll be coaching the national team. Ron Middleton will fill in as head coach. And this game will feature the NCAA's best senior class that is eligible for the NFL draft. Now, the cool thing for the Jets is that they'll have a firsthand evaluation look at some of the seniors entering the draft including at positions they really, really need help at. And that includes tight end, defensive back, and offensive line. So really cool thing for the Jets to be able to be part of the coaching staff that is coaching a class full of seniors to see firsthand what they can do with with the NFL rules, with an NFL ball, see what kind of evaluations they can make for their draft coming up because this is a, this is a pretty big deal for the Jets because it's kind of a make or break draft for general manager Joe Douglas. 2020, not every single draft pick has hit, unfortunately. Denzel Mims sounds like he's going to be out the door. Akai Becton, he's still kind of a project, uh, especially with all his injuries. He made he played 46 snaps in total last year, and he was a first-round pick. He's the first overall pick for the Jets in 2020. There's also Michael Pirine. He is mm, kind of a bust. Ashton Davis got kind of pushed into the safety role this year after Marcus May went down. He's been having some injury troubles. Played better as the season went along, but but all in all, the 2020 draft, Cameron Clark, unfortunately, he's got a catastrophic, it sounds like he's had a catastrophic injury and his football season is over before he even began. He didn't even touch the field during the regular season for either 2020 or 2021. So right now it sounds like the 2020 class 
is looking pretty dank. <laughs> and considering the, who their head coach is, and I, and I hear a lot of people saying, you know, a lot of fans saying, oh, you can't, you know, why? Uh, why are you including Adam Gase's name in this in this conversation? It says, well, because Adam Gase was the coach in 2020, and he's the one who helps evaluate and make the picks for the Jets for their system, design for their system. And back then, it was more of a passing system where Denzel Mims had the opportunity to catch the ball. He ca- caught a couple touchdowns in his rookie season, made some pretty big plays toward the end. But unfortunately, things didn't pan out, and it just looks like Denzel Mims, as we discussed on the on a past episode of Friends with Ryan, where we talked about myself, Dan, and Kyle talked about how Denzel Mims is pretty much going to be gone. He's pretty much going to be dealt away for a fourth or a sixth round draft pick uh, during this NFL draft. So uh, it kind of sucks because a lot of us Jets fans had high hopes for Denzel Mims to be a part of this offense for many years to come, to be that outside receiver that kind of get up, throw the ball, at a high point, catch the ball, come down with the ball. But this is not how this offensive system works. This offensive system is based, is predicated on yards after catch, similar to Kyle Shanahan's system in San Francisco. So he does not fit into this offense, unfortunately. And it looks like he'll be either dealt for a draft pick or he'll be cut from the team, cut and released from the team. The same goes from the Michael P. Ryan. He shows some glimpse in the 2020 season, but was spent he spent most of his time on the IR last year and didn't make it in the lineup didn't even make it I think he probably played one or two two preseason games and then spent the rest of the year on the IR the practice squad so I'm pretty sure he's on his way out too and again I think this 2020 class is going to be judged on guys who didn't make it or just or were too too hurt too injured Cameron Clark again cat, possible catastrophic injury to his neck and Makai Becton is hurt pretty much all of last year. So the next year is going to be a big challenge for him. And again, Jets fans, we we hope we hope that he can be part of this part of this team going forward. He's a generational talent. He's huge. That's possibly could be part of the problem, is that his weight is just too it, it's too big for that kind of body. He's six foot seven. He was almost four hundred pounds when he went to, he, he went to the to the uh draft combine. Uh, but I'm hoping that Robert Sala kind of sits down with him, has a has a has a heart to heart chat, and says, you know, either we're going to do one of two things: we're going to have you lose the weight, stay at your position, lose weight, and be a part of the left side with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, or we're going to have to move to the right side and either sign someone or draft somebody else. Choice, it's up to you now. It's on you, kid. It's on you to get things done. So that's the New York Jets side. On the New Jersey Devils side, again, this is another team I cover on bellyupsports.com. Three games last last week, we as a, we were recording the NHL midseason roundtable with uh, with uh, my friends, uh, with Beth, uh, Beth, Zach, Joe, and Kyle. The Devils were playing, and they were absolutely slapped around by the Dallas Stars, five to one. There was four nothing at one point, uh, and the reason why is because they had to bring in. Uh, they had to call up Akira Schmid from Utica because earlier that day, actually the, the day before, excuse me, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was put on the injured list on injured reserve with a foot injury. And just as I, <laughs> the funny thing is, last week I was, I was recording last week's drop and I had mentioned the Devils have a goaltending problem. And I'll probably address this in an article in an article on bellyupsports.com and uh, sometime this week, but they have a they have a goaltending problem. They've had six different goaltenders play in net this season, and we're not even at the all-star break yet. All-star breaks this weekend. You had Jonathan Bernier, Mackenzie Blackwood, Scott Wedgwood, Kirsch Schmid, John Gillies, and Nico Dawes all start in goal at some point during the season. This has become a a big issue when it was and it was actually pretty controversial because it wasn't until last week that Lenny Ruff decided to rest him during the game. He had played in he, Blackwood had played in seven of the previous nine games for the Devils and had some pretty lousy games, including that one against including that clunker against Arizona. An absolute clunker. So 
either Ruff was wrong to keep him in when he knew he was injured or Blackwood was was kept, kept saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And eventually he had to say something and say, I'm not fine. And he had to go on the IR. So it, it cuts both ways in this situation. But the thing is, the coach has to make the executive decision and say, listen, I, I understand you're ready to go, but your game's kind of gone to crap, and I got to sit you. You got to go on IR. You got to get evaluated and fixed. So I'm hoping this is just a one-off for, for Black for Mackenzie Blackwood. He's a good guy both on and off the ice. But if if the, if the Devils have to make some, some sort of evaluation for the rest of the year and goal, uh, they got to think of their future. So, but yeah, Bernier was was doing fine in net. Then he got hurt. Now he's on season-ending IR. Wedgwood was cut to make room for Blackwood. He's now in Arizona. Dawes, he's back in Utica. Gillies, he's currently the starting netminder. And Schmid, he's actually filling in tonight during the game against uh, against Toronto. So goaltending's become a situation in it's becoming a situation in uh, New Jersey, and that kind of started with the surprise, basically surprise start from Akira Schmid. And he was yanked after allowing four goals on seven shots to the Stars. Ugh. Ouch. That was on Tuesday night. On Thursday night, they were they traveled to Tampa and took on the Lightning. They were this close, this close to being the defending ch- the two-time champs. Unfortunately, the Devils fell three-two. Uh, wound up tying the game, but he helped to give me give the game-winning goal in the last uh, in the last period and. That kind of shut down their chances. Saturday night, this was kind of a revenge game for the Carolina Hurricanes. They're wearing their Hartford Whalers uniforms that night, their throwback uniforms, which, listen, I might not be a Carolina Hurricanes fan. I mean, loosely I kind of am with because they were affiliated with the River Rats for a couple seasons up here in Albany. But I got to say, those, those Hartford Whalers throwback uniforms, they were sharp. They were hot. They were good looking. So the Devils come out, you know, Hartford Whalers, you know, Hartford Whalers, Carolina Hurricanes came out, put two quick ones on John Gillies, and Gillies actually managed to play well the rest of the game. And Devils got one and one, but unfortunately they couldn't get their one goal at the end. and good, Couldn't get a tying score at the end, and Carolina Hurricanes won up winning that game 2-1 to one on Saturday night. And again, this is Monday night. They are currently play- The Devils are currently playing in Toronto. They're up 4-2. Against Toronto and Toronto's not a not a bad team this year. They're actually in the top three. They're actually in the in the top three of the Atlantic Division. So let's look at the quick standings real quick and for the for the New Jersey Devils Metropolitan Division and they're in last place. <laughs> Carolina's in first with a sixty four because they have sixty four points, thirty one nine and two in forty two games. New York Rangers in second place, sixty two points. Pittsburgh sixty one. Washington fifty two. And then now we come then we come to the bottom of the pile. Columbus 41 points. New York Islanders. I still think New York Islanders could make a run. Washington has 21 points on them. But if you look at the wild card standings for the Islanders, they're actually not that far behind. They're actually only 17 points behind Boston, but they have five games in hand. So they can make those games pretty quick if they get five in a row. They scored five in a row. But anyway. In the standings for the Metropolitan Division, Columbus, Islanders, Flyers, and then finally the Devils are in last place, 15, 23, and 5. They're a bit of a slide right now. Hopefully the boys can hang on. And as soon as I say that, Toronto scored. (laughs) Oh, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. So that's the Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view segment. We're going to take a quick break with this word from Manscaped on the Billy Upside. Stay tuned for more. No credentials required. 
Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4,000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com today. All right. Thanks to Manscaped on Belly Up, for the Belly Up Fantasy side. Use promo code FANTASY for 20% off. Gentlemen, it's only two weeks away. Valentine's Day is only two weeks away. Get yourself ready for, I hope it's a special night for you. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to wrap things up a little bit. And I've got some thoughts about this Mina Kimes thing. Now, ESPN, Mina Kimes, you know her. If you watch if you watch ESPN often, you know who she is. She's she's an NFL analyst. Uh, she does a lot of the breakdowns for statistical anal- st- statistical anal- analyze- analyzing. She's had some she's had an interesting month. Let's put it this way. And it's a lot of people I need just need to say I just need to say stuff about. And you know, I'll get to some life lessons and hopefully I'll have enough time for life lessons, but let's just do this. Let's A Let's leave Mia Kimes alone. And I'm not saying this to to be, you know, to be a, a white knight or a simp, but you know, she she's been she's been getting emails and former NFL players have said she doesn't belong she doesn't belong on ESPN. She can't give her opinion. She's never played the game. Great, but she has statistical knowledge and she has an opinion. She's entitled to her opinion. So in that regard, let's stop. On the Mia Kimes side. She kind of brought her this on herself because of how she went on Twitter and she wrote she wrote about how she received an email about women shouldn't be in sports. Listen, we're professionals. You're a professional. You're a professional journalist. You, you got to have some thick skin coming into this business. And um, and again, there's a lot of guys coming to her defense. I kind of came to her defense and saying like, let's just leave her alone. But a part of it is that she can't play the victim at the same time. You can't go on Twitter. You can't go on social media and, and just say, look at this email I got from this horrible person. This I got, Oh, I got myself a fan. You say that sarca- sarcastically, but at the same time, it's like, got, you know, you brought this upon yourself. This all this criticism upon yourself. When you, when you make yourself into a martyr, don't make yourself into a martyr, have thick skin, Get through it. Break that wall down. Keep walking. Keep going. Seriously. I mean, this is just every every five seconds I'm seeing something about, oh, we need to defend Mina Kimes. It's like, no, no. She doesn't need defending if she brought this thing upon herself. So let's just leave this whole thing alone. Let's leave it to let's leave it to rest. I'm getting kind of tired of it. (laughs) I mean, there are other there are other NFL analysts out there who also deserve a lot of praise and they also deserve some criticism if they bring this stuff upon themselves. So it cuts both ways. All right. So life lesson, bring it down real quick. This past week we had the baseball hall of fame voting. And for the last time for their eligibility, eligibility for the vote, neither Barry Bonds nor Roger Clemens were elected or have been elected for enshrinement into the hall of fame. Only one player received a vote and that would be big poppy uh david ortiz and i had a friend ask me about this at the same night and he said what do you think about the whole thing i said this is this is what we're coming to we're coming to an era we're coming to where the baseball buyers association of america are now have to vote for players who played in the steroid era 
or the PED era, whatever you want to call it. And writers won't vote them in because either they took partook and tested positive in PEDs or they'll be held in as accessory. And I think what needs to happen is that the BWA, they need to cycle out these writers every 10 years, 10, 15 years. They need to cycle out these writers or change the voting system, include players in the voting system for ballot for ballot eligibility. You you can't have just a writer's section and then a player section, excuse me. You can't have a writer section and then a player's vote, but writer's vote, player's vote. Mix them in, put them in together because we can't leave players out because the writers have a personal grudge. Oh, Barry Bonds was a total jerk and, and, and Clemens was a total dipwad. Treat me like crap. So what? Again, going back to what I said before, grow a thick skin. You're a professional, you're a professional in a business. If you ask stupid questions, you're going to get stupid answers. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And I saw a tweet saying that Bonds had 484 home runs before 2000 when he started using PEDs. Allegedly, I say that allegedly because I don't want to get sued. And I'm sure Clemens was on his way to 3000 Ks when he started using. So what does it matter? I mean, I mean yes, we, we have to judge by their character. But at the same time, look at their achievements, too. Remember, Ty Cobb was kind of a jerk, as we mentioned on the Corner Booth podcast the other day, the, the live stream the other night on the pregame. Kev mentioned Roger Hornsby was in the KKK for crying out loud. So we either need to get the stick of the stick out of our butts when it comes to the BWAA, or we just need to devise a new system for getting these players in the Hall of Fame. Because I think personally, it's up to me. I would have voted both Bonds and Clemens in, and that's not based on spite to anyone. It's just my personal opinion because those PEDs didn't hit the home runs. They did. Those PEDs didn't make those strikeouts. They did. So who are we to judge, especially if we have sins of our own hiding in our closet? As Jesus once said, everything, every sin that is done in the dark will eventually be brought to light. And I'd rather give my sins up. I'd rather tell my sins up front to you rather than hide in the closet and say one thing and the other thing happening. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite to my audience, to my audience, to my friends, to my family. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm illegal as a hypocrite. So Cooperstown, you got something to do in regards to your voting. And that kind of gives me the idea of just forgiveness. I mean, forgiveness in society, especially with uh, social media, it's hard to come by these days. Uh, you, you do one thing wrong and your life is pretty much over, which is unfortunate. And it's going to get worse uh, as time goes on with, with, uh, with social media. It's just going to get worse. So, you know, learn to forgive. Let's, let's put, let's put Bonds and Clemens in the hall of fame. All right. That's it for me. This episode, no credentials required. If you're listening on Burns radio, we are back on Burns radio on the radio side. I want to thank you for listening Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 PM Eastern time. If you're on the way home from work, tune yourself into uh, Burns radio. Listen on the way home from work. I can always catch the, the podcast anytime on an array of podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, tune in wherever you find podcasts and go to our social media channels on Instagram and Twitter, bellyupncr, facebook.com forward slash bellyupsportsncr and on YouTube. Search no credentials required. Hit subscribe. Hit notifications. Bingo, bango, Django. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for no credentials required. I've been your host, Brian McCarthy. And again, this has been no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk to you next time. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. 
and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.